0: A morning routine? Well, I guess I should ask Do you have a really great morning routine that makes you feel strong and powerful and ready to take on the day? If you don't, then I gotta tell you about our pre order gift for Girl Stop Apologizing. If you grab the book before it comes out, meaning anytime between now and March 12th, and you go to girlstopapologizingbook.com and enter your proof of purchase. We're sending you a freebie, a 15 minute video on my own morning routine and how I built it, as well as a PDF workbook that you can download and print out to create your own morning routine. How do you start with intention? How do you do something for your faith, for your focus, for your body, for your heart? These are the steps that I took to getting healthy both emotionally and physically. And if you don't already have a routine that you love, I think you're really going to love this. So if you were going to grab the book anyway, you may as well do it in advance and get a little freebie. Girl, stop apologizing book.com. Go get the good stuff. Welcome to The Rise Podcast. I'm Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Each week, we'll be sharing tangible, direct advice or inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life. Are you a blogger? Have you ever dreamed of starting your own blog? Well, this is the episode for you. Today, I am chatting with my girl, Amber Kemp, about all things blog, from DIY to Back in the day when I was making casseroles for my kids and putting them online, we're talking about the good, the bad, and the business side of turning your blog into something great. I hope you love it as much as I do. Hey, girl. Hey. Hello, Rachel. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here talking to you.
0: For our guests who don't know you yet, will you tell us who you are, what you do, and how you got there?
1: Absolutely, this is a fun little little story. Um, <laughs> I my name is Amber, and I am today the creative girl behind a DIY blog called Damask Love. Um, I have always been a creative girl. I have not always been a creative person in my career path. Originally, um, I was a child psychologist, and I ended up on that path because I kind of lived, I guess a life of what I was supposed to do. Um, I was told, uh, from a very early age that like you go to school, you get your degrees, you get a job, the job that pays the insurance and pays the 401k and all the things that on paper sound like a great idea. And so that's what I did. I, um, I grew up with my mom, um, who's a single mom and she raised me well, but that was the expectation. So I um I went to school. I did all of those things. I went to school, then I went to college, then I went to graduate school and got my PhD in clinical child psychology. I got to be honest, I was never terribly passionate about it, um, but I did know that I'm, I'm a smart person and I can, when given something to do, I can typically do it well. So I did that and I, I got my PhD. I, I did all the things that are required, which include a residency and all those things, and ended up working for about five years as a child psychologist here in Miami, Florida, where I live now, and really was not happy, but also felt like that's what I was supposed to do. And that's what, you know, if you tell people, oh, I have a PhD and I'm a child psychologist, people think that's a really great thing. But to me, it just wasn't all that great or meaningful or fulfilling, most importantly. So as I was working as a psychologist, I started a blog about crafting because that was my hobby. And it was kind of what I did in my off hours. As soon as I got home from work, that was the thing I was excited to do, was to craft things and to make things. And on a whim truly. I started a blog. Um, I think on day one, I decided what I was going to call it. And on on day two, the thing was live. So that's the best kind of blog. (laughs) (laughs) That's the amount of forethought that went into it. Um, And it started as a hobby, as a place to share the things that I was making. And at that time, uh, blogs were certainly popular, but there wasn't kind of the, the, the title influencer did not exist. And I had no intentions of making any money off the thing. I just was like, this will be my creative outlet. But over time it took up it picked up speed and picked up steam and gained a following very organically. and I eventually decided, well, I guess I could turn this into a job. And honest honest to God, the reason I decided to like maybe I could make this shift was one day I got this email from a company that wanted to work with me. And they flat out told me in the email, they were like, we're short on time, so we want you to do six posts and we're going to pay you $18,000. Yes. And girl, let me tell yes. you, let me tell you that $18,000, I mean, $18,000 when you've not been yes. making money, much money as a blogger, it sounds like you can move mountains Absolutely. and change lives. So I said, well, of course I took the $18,000 and I said, well, if there's people with marketing budgets like this, that means that enough $18,000 makes a salary. And I just need to find that those, those people and avail myself to those opportunities. So that's when I decided, um, that I would kind of in the back of my mind plan to eventually leave my job as a psychologist and pursue a full-time gig as a blogger, whatever you want to call me, content creator. And, um, So I did. And probably about a year and a half later, after I'd had my son and was feeling extremely overwhelmed by the role of mom, blogger, psychologist, wife, all of those things, um, I kind of got to the point where I uh, just couldn't do it anymore. I had saved up a year's salary by that point, knowing that if I left my job and never made another dime, that at least I had one year to figure out if I could be a successful, you know, entrepreneur. Um, And Thankfully, a year later, my business was continuing to grow and to thrive, and I was able to um, continue doing what I what I'm passionate about, which is getting people to tap into their creative sides that I believe everyone has, but just needs a little bit of help or a little nudge or a little direction on, on finding it. I love that. You know, I was a blogger for years and years and
0: most of us sort of fall into it. You hear about it. Other, you see other people doing it. You're like, well, I have a thing. Like I do crafts or, um, I can make a recipe or I can fill in the blank. And it's just this thing that you try. It is very rare. To be able to make a living in the way that you were able to sort of come out of the gate pretty quickly with that kind of money. Because, you know, there's plenty of women who do this who have only ever gotten paid like in product or, yes. uh, you know, f- quote unquote, for exposure. Um
1: oh, so girl. Right? right? Oh, so, man. Please talk about how I cannot pay my bills with exposure. Exactly. They don't take, they I'm don't like,
0: take I, I can't, you know, pay a staff with like free shoes. Like that's not going to do anything <laughs> for me. So how did you know? Because you and I have a very similar story in that company reached out, they offered to pay me money. And it for me, it was $250. So it was not at your level. But I knew, I as soon as they offered it to me, I was like, this is a job. Like if I yeah. can just figure this out, this is a job. So how did you know that? And then how did you take that and start to apply that to try and find other clients?
1: So I have to say, you are so much more insightful than I am because when I was getting paid the $250 for a job, I just felt like, I don't know if I can make enough 250s to make this viable. And it took that $18,000 number to really like be the wake up call. Once I got that email, I think what allowed me to um, grow that into a full salary or enough money to be worthwhile uh, to, to leave my job was the fact that I had worked for free and had worked for nothing for a long time to where, you know, here's what I like to tell people. If you're going to work for free, which I think a lot of us do in the beginnings of our business for exposure, because there is value there when you're starting, if you're going to work for free, you choose who you work for free for. Ooh, like yes, you, everyone, every brand, every, everyone out there wants free content if it's good. So if you're producing free content, don't wait for the free opportunities to come to you. Go get them because as soon as you say, you know, I'm willing to do X, Y, and Z, here's what I think would work great for your brand, or here's how I think we could partner in this way. And what I'd love to have in exchange is for you to post this content on your Instagram, or here's what I'd like. I'd like to receive this product. Lots of people want that deal. So Mm -hmm. you really have a lot of power as the content creator to decide who that person is for. So in my case, I blogged for about a year or two for Martha Stewart Living, um i didn't continue doing that into perpetuity cuz i knew that that like working for free was not going to be a great um avenue for me but i did know that if i'm going to work for free i'd rather work for free for martha stewart than work for free for the person that you've never heard of before and never and – don't plan on spending any money yes, there. So yeah, was, totally.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think for me, the – I got so many of my bigger clients later on because I would just create so, – so typically if you're listening to this and you're not familiar with Blogger World or doing affiliate marketing or any of that kind of stuff, um, it, typically you don't – brand anything in your posts unless you're getting paid for it. Well, there were products that I just really loved. And I was Mm -hmm. like, man, I wish that I could have this this brand as my client. And I would just put them in my content over and over and over. And to your point, it was good content. And so first their social media people start sharing. And then it just would it evolved and evolved. And finally it was like, hey, let's work. And you get that opportunity and you just knock it out of the park. And it's a win 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 because your audience knows that you're a huge fan of Puma. So they're not unused to seeing you talk about how much you dig the brand and now
1: you're getting paid on top of it. So I've done the exact same thing. Yes. Taking the things that you love, like make I I know physically I would sit down and write a list of this is like this is what my dream collaboration would be, or these are who the people that down the road I want to be working with on a long-term basis. And I would write it down and if, if something came along that was aligned with getting to those brands, then I would take it. If it wasn't, then I said no, because you don't have to do everything that comes across your desk if it doesn't align with where you see yourself going.
0: So you have, you, to remind me again, you've been a blogger for how many years, content creator for how many years?
1: Yes. I, yeah, I know, girl. You can call me whatever you want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's no real title for this. Uh, I've been, my blog has been around for about six, seven years. Um, I've been on my own doing it as a full-time job for a little, just under three years.
0: And so, so I'm curious about this. This is maybe deeper than we're supposed to dive in our time together, but I was a blogger. Yeah. I was a blogger for a long time and I have a lot of friends who are bloggers. I'm curious at at that amount of time doing work at this level, are you still, you still excited about it? Are you still passionate about it? Does it feel as, fulfilling as it once did
1: yes okay
0: good good that's how you know
1: you're doing the right thing I mean
0: yes that's what that's what I'm asking yeah exactly
1: yes yes. I mean if we're being honest like there are days I we're just coming out of um fourth quarter which is you know the the last three months of the year um when you did when you did your 90-day challenge and that time of year is very very overwhelming and so it can be like a time when you're like, what have I done with my life? Why am I doing this? (laughs) Um, What terrible, terrible choice have I made? Uh, But in big picture, absolutely. I mean, there is, I, for me, you know, not everyone, when I tell people what I do, often people say like, oh, I would never want to do that. And I'm just the opposite. Like, I now know that this is where I'm supposed to be. and, And I never considered myself an entrepreneur. I feel like that word was not meant, for me, for a long time, because I felt like that was intended for people who had it all figured out and like knew the ins and outs of business and were very savvy in that regard. And I didn't consider myself to be that. But I think what I've learned, um, and I think what anyone listening likely might be feeling, is that as entrepreneurs, I think part of the reason we're entrepreneurs is because we are constantly figuring it out, and there is no point at which we haven't figured out. And that's what entrepreneurship really is. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to the point where now where I'm comfortable with that title because I know that's what I, what I do, but i continue to be passionate about what I do because it, we have, and you and, and anyone who's in this kind of industry, we have this really unique opportunity of reaching far more people than we could ever reach with a brick and mortar store Absolutely. and reaching people and changing their lives in whatever medium that may be. Um, for me, that's, that's crafting and creativity so yeah, I mean, the messages I get every day, the emails I get every day from the people who are inspired by what I do, that's what keeps me so, so excited about it.
0: And is it, um, I, I mean, I know you have, your your content's amazing. And if you guys aren't mm-hmm. already following Amber on Instagram, you need to. That is how I, I like, I just, I don't even know who tagged you or how I found your feed, but that was how I came across you in the first place, your feed's gorgeous. gorgeous, Yay. Thank you. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, but is it, um, beyond the content? Are there, do you have products? Is that somewhere that you hope to go? yeah,
1: Sister, I love these questions. (laughs) Um, (laughs) the, uh, so yes, the answer is yes. This past year, 2018 was last year. Yeah. 2018. Um, was a, was a pretty monumental year for me. Um, I last year was on a show called Making It, which is on NBC, was, was on NBC, it will continue to be on NBC, hosted by Nick um, Offerman and Amy Poehler. It was really the first of its kind. It's a crafting competition show, which has not really existed on network television, much less in primetime network television. And so I was on season one of that show, which kind of, you know, pushed me to a little bit like to be at the next level of what I do. I. I'd like to think that with the show or without the show, I would have reached kind of some more of my goals that I do think it, it gave me the nudge that I needed to do it a bit quicker. Uh, so, um, because of that, I was afforded meetings and opportunities with people that I don't know would have taken my call previously. Um, one of which is there will be a Demask Love product line launching soon. I can't talk a lot about it yeah. because it hasn't it hasn't been um, announced officially, but it will be available. And this actually, Rachel, is the first place I'm talking about it, girl. That's incredible! Um, Congratulations! I know it's crazy when you see your when you see your name or your brand or whatever yes. on product, which I'm yes. I know you have felt this feeling. Yes. Um, it's very surreal. You're like, What's it's very even happening strange right now. Yeah. It's so odd. Yeah.
0: The re- uh, you know the reason I ask is I, I I it's a very interesting thing for anybody listening who is a blogger specifically. This is something I feel like that has come up over and over and over in my life, I keep getting to interact with women who are bloggers, who are content creators. And I was at a conference two years ago and I heard someone say something that changed my life and my business forever. And so I am, I like, I'm like, I'm going to keep giving this back to other women who are blogging, which was, um, you know, like to know it reward style, like to know it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So the, the woman who built that company, her name's Amber, I can't, oh, I can't remember her last name. It's so terrible. Is her name Amber? Her name's Amber. Yes. Oh, yeah. I I'm, not just, I'm okay. not just accidentally saying the same name. Um, so her <laughs> name's Amber. And if you ever have the chance to see her speak, you have to take advantage of it. Super like whip smart. So rad. She was a, she was a Instagrammer blogger and she would post her outfits and she was noticing like, man, when I post it, like all my, all my followers go and buy this. Why don't I get any money for that? And mm-hmm. she made up reward style. She made up sure. like to know it and now it's like this massive company. So in any event, I'm, I'm watching her at a conference and they asked the question, if there's a blogger in the audience, what is the, what is the one thing you would tell them that they might not already know? And she said, if you have brands that come to you and pay you to do certain kind of work for them and the same brands who have the same kind of product – keep coming back over and over and over the same product categories with you. If you do not have that product yourself, you are, Mm. you are an idiot. They need you to sell that product to your fans or they don't have a business. So if you had that product and you sold it to your fans, now you have a business that doesn't rely on someone else paying you. And I was like, holy crap. I like yeah. sat in that conference and I was like what's my product? What's my product? What's my product? So, I love I keep asking and pushing that back on women that I'm meeting who are That partners. is such good the, advice. Yeah.
1: Isn't that good? Yeah, I that love is that. Yes, such good advice. Cuz you should. And I- and I think one – I just I'm, – I'm in the middle of reading a book that you likely have read before, but if, if you haven't or if someone else hasn't, I highly recommend it, um, Blue Ocean Strategy. Oh, yeah. Um, it's so crazy. I did – this is – it's an old book,
0: and yes, I had a podcast like interview life. before you. Yes, and the, he said the same book. Like, what are the odds of that? That's bananas. The,
1: I think I, – you know, I think I was listening to another podcast. I don't know. I heard it. Someone else was talking about it. Anyway, I've been reading it. And it, what I love is that it has, I think, so many applications now to this new crop of influencers who are building businesses. Maybe that's why it's become so popular. Um, but in, in the same line is what Amber from like to know it said about creating the product that needs to be created. It's also, I think, begin, being savvy about what can you do to differentiate yourself from that product that keeps coming back to you? Because I know for my own product line, um, we got creative on how to do what I've what I've seen done and what I have done and the people that have been coming back to me to to market their product and then taking it and doing what I know needs to be done with it, but no one else has done yet. And and, and Blue Ocean Strategy talks about how those changes can be so minute and so small. It's a matter of, I think one of the examples is Blowbar, where they just took going to a salon and shrunk it down to just getting a blowout. So it's yep. not that you need to rethink the wheel. You just need to rethink it enough to offer your audience, who you should know at this point so well, um, something that you just feel like is just something, just a little something that's missing or needs to be added.
0: You know, something that I, um, I, I'd love to hear about too, you don't get to the place that you are at in your career as a content creator unless you are professional. And one of the things that I went back when I was in my content creating days, one of the things that I used to hear from the marketing agencies that we worked with or the brands that we worked with was uh, like, we love this blogger and we want to use her so badly, but she misses every deadline. She Mm -hmm. doesn't, you know, do it to the specifications that the clients need. So uh, do you think that that's been a part of your success is that you understood this was a business, this wasn't a hobby and I need to take it seriously.
1: Oh man. I'm so happy you brought that up because one of my biggest struggles has been um, hiring and it's twofold because one, I I have a lot to learn about hiring and I've really been trying to dive into ways to educate myself about that. But secondly, it's hard to hire when your job is to, to create content that looks pretty, looks fun, but doesn't necessarily convey the hustle that goes into absolutely everything you do. Mm -hmm. Because just because it's rainbows does not mean it's not hard. Just because it's a pretty (laughs) photo does not mean we didn't have to take 60 other ones to get the right one. That's a good
0: quote. Just because it's rainbows doesn't mean it's not hard. You should put that on a shirt in glitter (laughs) writing and sell
1: that on your website. There we go. We got a new product. Perfect. Uh, I want one. The, but you know, I, I often get people who say, Oh, I would love to work with you. I, you, you inspired me so much. I would love to you know be a part of what you do in the studio every day. And often that is a red flag. And I think it's something that for other people who are in my position of, of either hiring or looking for, for people to work with, that's a red flag that they're, they're not quite at the point of understanding that it's a business and as for every every piece of glitter I throw onto card sock there is an invoice there's a whole bunch of QuickBooks there's a million emails that go back and forth negotiating rates there's updating media kits there's web design there's SEO there's all of these things that are not pretty mm-hmm. but that are very much the things that go into making this a viable business I often I, I when I speak it um like workshops or conferences, I often say that, you know, a hundred thousand Instagram followers, a business does not make a business plan is, is what makes a business. And there, I I was just reading an article earlier about a girl who has maybe more than a million followers. I don't know, but continues to fail when it comes to the business. And so, yes, absolutely. To answer your question, you know, the business is what keeps, keeps the lights on around here. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and you, just because I don't show it does not mean it's not happening because it absolutely is. Well,
0: it's funny. So I, the, for the, yesterday I did a coaching thing all day. Mm-hmm. And in the afternoon it was business coaching. It's my first time with this group of people and I've never coached on business before. And I'm like, I could teach this crew anything. And the thing is, I knew what they wanted. They wanted how do I grow my Instagram following. They wanted, Uh how do I make a YouTube video? And Mm -hmm. we spent two hours talking about the difference between revenue and margin and how you focus in on profit and how you make some money this year and how you have to understand your overhead and all of these things. And it was like, uh, I could tell, I mean, I know it was live, but I could tell, I'm like, oh, dang, they're not, this is not clicking for them. And I kept having to re-explain it and re-explain it and re-explain it. I'm like, look, you guys, I know that I could have like so many other people online. I could have taught you the fluffy stuff, and you would have mm-hmm. left here and been like, "Okay, call, cool. I know how to go get 20 new followers on my social." But that's not going to help you take your family on vacation this summer. That's not mm-hmm. going to help you make your car payment if you right. want to have a business. It's like this: is how I started it. Like you can have a business, or you can have a hobby, but but they're two totally different things. Yeah, and yeah. there is a, yeah. there's art and creativity and what you do and what I do. And it's so fun. And what a blessing that we get to do this for a job, but this, we got to make some money because our family's counting on us.
1: Yeah. And you can't, you know, the, the Instagram thing, I always like, I call Instagram a highlight reel. It really is like, it's me showing you the best of what I'm capable of doing, but I always try to use my Instagram stories as a place to show the realness and keep it 100 with everyone. And I feel like if you're not showing up on Instagram looking like you crawled up out of a bottom of a vending machine, yeah. then you are not doing it right because there is a person working behind every image that you see. There are a hundred things on the cutting room floor behind every image you see, and there is a business being run. And I think your point is so good because, yes, the, the I feel, I almost feel like if you, in order to start an Instagram account, you need to take like business 101. Because you you can't expect that the Instagram following alone is going to carry you. It's the business smarts and and the know-how that are going to make you, you know, give you the longevity. I don't have a huge Instagram following, I mean, in the grand scheme of things but my business is doing great. It's doing just fine. So you can't assume that one correlates to the other directly.
0: Well, and I think another um, trap that people fall into in that space is assuming that if you have more followers, you're going to be able to make more money on um, if you are getting a paid sponsorship or a post or something along those lines. When the reality is, you know, the uh, back, there was now, there was a time, There was the wild, wild west of being a blogger where, I mean, brands and marketing agencies were throwing money around like it was confetti, like you could get – they're smart now. They're savvy. They're not paying for just, oh, she has a million followers. They're paying for what kind of engagement do you have? What kind of community do you have around you? Do you have a community of people that, do you have influence over them? Yeah, exactly. And that influence is not, yeah, it's not something that you can snap your fingers. It's not something that you can buy. That takes time and energy and effort of you serving your audience in a way that makes them want to show up every day
1: and i can i can tell you in my own experience very specifically i've been told by brands that we don't hire you amber because of the numbers that you bring your numbers are good but they're not the highest we could find we hire you because of the voice that you bring of the personality that you bring and we know that people are engaged with that so i think to translate that to anyone else who may be in this in this industry um don't be afraid to show up and be hundred percent yourself. Whether that be getting more comfortable in front of a camera, I think being for me, being in, comfortable in front of a camera has helped me grow my business probably at least a hundred percent fold, like tw- twofold, um, because I'm offering something that lots of people aren't yet comfortable doing. So if there's if, if there's something holding you back from from doing that, use Instagram Stories or just use your phone in general. Um, we, we, we live at a time where you do not need a producer or a fancy camera to be camera ready. Uh, you can do lots of things to get yourself camera ready. And I know for myself, being able to be a hundred percent myself and be the same person when you meet me face to face that I am, when you see me on camera has helped me grow my business and engage brands that may have otherwise not hired. me. Totally. Because I think, you know, I I do believe when, when most of us
0: start in this, in this arena, we do tend to go like, "Oh, I'm gonna be like." I, I remember um, when I was coming up in the blogging world, and we were redesigning the website. I was like, "I want to be Camille Styles, that,
1: <gasps> right?" No, <Good job. laughs> yeah.
0: do you know well, Camille I, Styles?
1: <laughs> wait a second. I don't even. I, we may or may not use this, but I'm not kidding you. When you said that sentence, I was like, uh, "For me, it was Camille Styles."
0: Yeah, everybody and you just said Camille I mean, Styles. So so gorgeous and what she brought, I mean, oh my gosh, she was, she was the thing that we all wanted to be. And we, and so we, like, for me, I definitely tried, like I attempted it. And Camille has her own very unique style that is very um, yes organic to her. It's who she is, and me trying to be Camille will always fall flat because every time, yeah, Yep. because I'm just not. Every time. She's way fancier than me and more graceful, <laughs> and like you know, it's so funny. And it wasn't until I. It's funny too because your style is so unique, and it's definitely not Camille Styles either. Um,
1: No, I Who do I think I am trying to be, Camille Styles? Are you kidding? Right? We all
0: did. She just like she was the person though. And now if you have destroy
1: her living room in thirty seconds, right?
0: (laughs) I know, I know. So um, the um, the the irony is same as you. When I really started to just be my weirdo, you know, self. That was like when I would I, – I would be trying to make a recipe that I had heard about and then halfway through I'd like destroy it. Like on accident, I'd burn it or I'd do it the wrong way. I'd have a fail and I'd just like show. I'd show the picture and I'd be like, oh, you guys, look. This is what happens when you cook it at that temperature. I'm going to try it again. I'm going to bring it down yeah. 25 degrees and see. Like me being authentic instead of being um, trying to be so – trying to be Martha Stewart, trying to be too perfect was when I found my audience. Because there are definitely women who are looking for my style and your style and Camille's and Martha's, but we all have our own peeps and your peeps can't find you unless you're being yourself.
1: And what's so funny is, I mean, if we go back to kind of our bottom line of running successful businesses while engaging the people that are important to us, I have found that by being a hundred percent myself. And I mean, that means like there are days I show up looking like, like who did it and why? Like looking terrible. But by being myself, I have engaged people who have absolutely no interest in what I do, but only follow me because of my ridiculous stories or because my son is being, you know, is yelling one day or whatever it may be. They follow me because of that. But then because I talk so much about what I'm passionate about, which is creativity and crafting, eventually I kind of like force them to be a part of the tribe. (laughs) And once I force them to be a part of the tribe, not only have I hooked them as part of kind of my, my group of people. But then they're like, well, maybe I will try to make a garland for my Valentine's day party, or maybe I will try to make a tote bag. And then I've really reached my mission, which is to get people to tap into that part of themselves. That's so rad. I love
0: it. <laughs> um, so how, um, what does your production look like? So how often are you, you're posting the same day every week, multiple days a week. Like, what does it look like for you now to actually do this work in this day and time.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So um, a typical day in the studio can look one of two ways for me. Um, I either am coming in and actually hands-on creating things, whatever that may be, like today... Actually, sitting in the other room just across from me, I'm making a giant Valentine's Day wreath to show you how to make a heart-shaped wreath out of some, like, poster board. So that will be on the blog in two weeks or so. I try to work on a two- to three-week schedule ahead of time so that um, I work kind of in advance that far so I know what's coming up and what what we need to be working on to push that content out on time. So I may be coming in the studio and working all day just literally on making things. And then the other part of my my, my responsibility is um, kind of the administrative end of that content, which is um, scheduling any photo shoots or video shoots that need to happen and overseeing like the editing process so that it comes out the way it should, or just writing up content, writing blog posts um, or scheduling um, content, scheduling social media content. I use two different um, resources for those, which I think for me have changed Everything because it has allowed me to clear my brain, which feels like often a just a thundercloud of of chaos. Um, I use something called Influencer Kit, which is software that allows you to. It's basically an editorial software, an editorial calendar software that allows you to once all content has gone live, you can place any URLs. So like the URL for an Instagram post or the URL for a Facebook live or whatever it may be, you place that URL into the software and then it will give you a report on um, reach and audience engagement all in one place, which is amazing because you don't have to jump around to a bunch of different places to, to get that. And you can also share that information with any brands that you're working with. Um, So I know for me, when I do a campaign, I just, I'm wrapping up a campaign right now with Publix uh, supermarkets, and I'm just going to send them that influencer kit report file, and they will be able to see all at one glance, an aggregate of how all of the content performed on every different platform. That's awesome. so. That's one thing that I use religiously, and then the second thing that I use is called Loomly. It's I don't think that it's anything particularly special, but it is. It works great for me. I think there's lots of other tools like it, but Loomly is a scheduling uh, app that it looks like a calendar. So for me, visually, it, it works, and you can place in all of your different. So again, going back to the public's campaign, I can put in one post for the public's campaign and within that post, I can make sure that Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, everything is um, edited as it should be. And then it will a- automatically push everything out to those channels, which for me has been a huge lifesaver because I really, the my I get excited about the creativity and the engagement with my audience. And by having those things scheduled, I can kind of do them, know that they're done and then put my efforts back into Uh, the stuff that really matters to me.
0: Love that. I love any sort of shortcut. I love, I'm like the queen of being on stage talking at a conference or something and pulling out my phone and being like, okay, here's the app that I use to schedule Instagram. Here's the thing that I do for this. Um, Because I think definitely when I was coming up in business, it felt always to me like I don't know. Like there was this club I did, I wasn't invited to that knew all this stuff, and I didn't know any of the things. So yeah, so helpful for me, you know, to to learn. And so I'm like the queen of like, this is exactly how we do it.
1: And if yes, there's no, yeah, there's no. I mean, maybe maybe I'm going to find out a few years from now that I put myself out of business by being an oversharer. But I have, I highly doubt that that's going to happen. Yeah, no way. There's no way. If if you're successful that means I can be successful. So there's no reason that I shouldn't help someone else get to where they want to be. And also, I I just, like, I always say, and I don't know if this is very nice, but I'm like, there's room at the table for everyone. I do tend to think there are probably more people who think they should get a seat at the table. But (laughs) I think there's room for all of us. Yeah,
0: 100%. And I think that that's part of why, having a distinct voice is so important is if you're just like 10 other bloggers, well, yeah, you're you're probably going to have to fight for every single job. But we know that there are bloggers that have very distinct styles visually, creatively, in the way that they write, in who their Mm -hmm. audience is. And because they're so distinct, it's not even a question for brands. They're like, oh, no, we know that we're going to use, you know – uh, design love fest for this because she mm-hmm. is the exact aesthetic that we're looking for for this campaign. So. Right.
1: Um, I, one, one, one quick, uh, a thought on that because I last year right around this time sat down on a five hour flight. I found you, have you ever been on a flight and found out you don't have wifi and then you feel like your whole world is crumbling around you. But then you get um. so much done <laughs> and you can like dream and plan. I kind of yeah. love,
0: I kind of love those flights.
1: Well when I find with that moment when I find out there's no Wi-Fi, I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> what like, oh. what am I going to do with myself? Well, during one of those flights last year, I sat down and did something that I had wanted to do for years, which was write out the manifesto for my blog. And I feel like it's an exercise, even if you never publish it or share it, that it's such a helpful exercise to just write in sentence format, line by line, what it is that you're wanting to accomplish with your blog or your business or whatever it may be. And I found that at the end of that manifesto, I had such a clearer vision of what I was doing, and from there on, I knew that every piece of content I, sh- I share should speak back to one of those pieces of that manifesto. Um, so, going back to what you, going back to exactly what you said, is that when you have that clear vision, brands know exactly what to expect from you, and and when they need you, they know that you are the only person who can deliver.
0: Yes, Amber Kemp. You're the best. Thank you so much for your wisdom and your time. And I feel like we're going to have a bunch of people who are like, have always wanted to start a blog. And this conversation, they're going to be like, yes. And, I hope and, so. Yeah, I do too. Just do it. It's a blog. It's not like you're not buying real estate. You're no, just,
1: <laughs> literally, you can start it for free yes. right now. Yes. And you don't have to have it all figured out because girlfriend, I don't have it all figured out. At all, absolutely,
0: and- yeah, same here. And by the way, everyone's like, "Oh, I don't want to do it because you know it's gonna suck." Of course, it's gonna
1: suck. Oh my Everybody gosh, everybody's
0: vlog sucks at the beginning.
1: You know what? If I that is such a good place to to close because if you ever want to feel better about where you're starting, just go back to everybody's first blog post. Go to every blog you love and go back. Start with mine, the first post. It's terrible. And I thought the photography was amazing. Do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, this is really going to get them. And now you're like, oh my gosh, I shot that with a disposable camera.
1: Literally like a point and shoot camera that I don't even think works anymore. Like Go back to everyone's first blog post to give yourself some perspective because we all started somewhere and that somewhere usually did not look that great. Amen. Hey, if people are loving our conversation
0: and they want to get to know you better, they definitely want to follow you on Instagram and check out that blog. Will you tell them where they can find you online?
1: Absolutely. You can find me at damask Love. That's damask L O V E, uh, for all of you fabric and pattern lovers out there, damask is in fact that pattern that we all love so much. And it's the same name on the web, on Instagram, on Facebook, every social media channel will be the same. Awesome.
0: Hey girl, thanks for your time. I super appreciate it. Thank you. It It
1: was so great talking to you. You have a wonderful day.
0: Hey y'all, we should hang out on more than just this podcast which means that the next time you're on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, be sure and type Rachel Hollis into the search bar and check out all the fun things we have going on on your favorite platform. The very first day of Rise is own your past. The second day is own your future. But I realized I was leaving something really important out. So for the first time ever, we added on an additional day to our Rise Women's Conference. Own your present. This day is devoted to health and wellness and not a diet or an exercise plan, but how do we view our body? How do we take care of ourselves? How do we change our perception about who we are and what we're capable of? We're going to dig in to an entire day to talk about it. The speaker lineup is incredible. It will be the most motivational day of all three. And even though the conference is sold out, you can still get tickets to this day. Minneapolis or Dallas, just head over to thehollisco.com and click on our events tab to find out more information. If you need a change, and this year I think you do, start with this day.